0: on the inside, she got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones to stop, no one can do it quite like Caroline, Caroline, no one can do it quite like Caroline, it's time for Caroline. You guys, this guest that I have today is someone so special. What she does is truly, the only thing I can call it is divine, because she- You'll hear from this interview. We talked about it. This business was sent to her from the universe, the higher power, God, whatever you want to call it. She, April Nimeth, is my guest, and she is the founder of Vibe Chefs, okay? And so what they do is they go around and they make healthy food. They go through all of your allergies, all of your preferences, and they basically cook at your house, stock your fridge. It's local to Nashville. It's an amazing, amazing business that is offered in Nashville, if you don't have time to cook or if you want to try to stick with a healthy lifestyle, but you don't know how to do it, they will do it. They will do your grocery shopping and they will cook in your house, stock your fridge. It's amazing. So many celebrities use April and her company Vibe Chefs, but the way she describes how it all came about is so incredible. It's so, she's so connected to her calling and her higher self and her message it's all about helping people and it's all about doing the work that she feels like God put her to do so this is a really spiritual interview I'm super excited about it and you're gonna just love April and hopefully you'll get inspired to follow your own calling because April's living proof that when you follow the call on your heart God the universe whatever you want to call it provides and she is that living example so here is April Nimeth. y'all get excited Okay, April Nemeth is in the hizzy. <laughs> what up, girl? What's up? How are you? I was just telling you, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, you have to be one of the most beautiful people oh, that has ever no. walked the face
1: of the earth. Thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Thank You're
0: just like a flawless looking human. No, I have flaws. Trust me. I don't see them. Okay. They're not visible to the naked I'll eye. I'll down for you. <laughs> Let's send them okay i need to see it to believe it okay. i just, it's you are so stunning but not just on the outside on the inside too which is really what makes you dynamite because you have this you have you had the courage and the ability to follow a dream and i think that is something that is so difficult to do especially even sometimes for women you know and not to be this it's harder to be a woman but You launched a company in a huge, thriving city of Nashville, and you did it all by yourself. And it's called Vibe Chefs. Mm -hmm. And I just want to talk about how you got inspired to do that. What led you to caring so much about health and to wanting to make that your business, to help other people have an easy access to health? Because your slogan is, good food, good vibes. Our food, tailored nutrition, and custom cooking for those who can't, won't, or don't want to do it for themselves.
1: Correct. So tell me where this vision came from. <laughs> um, to be totally honest, this wasn't my dream. Like, What was your dream? What brought you to Nashville? Well, I actually, I moved to Nashville about eight or nine years ago now directly, immediately following uh, my college graduation. I wanted to work in the music business in any capacity. So I you had, just wanted to work in the music business? Yeah. I like, I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, well, I can either be a singer or I can work at the radio. So you like, sing also? No, I don't. <laughs> but I was like, those are the two options in country music. That's what I thought, because I was naive. I Googled Nashville, and I was like, oh, I guess this is where country music happens. I like country music. That's what I'm going to do with my life. So how did you decide that you liked country music so much? So you loved country music. I did, I and I grew up all over, but mostly in California, um, where country music is not really super happening, or it wasn't, <laughs> at least back then. Um, But it was just my thing. I was really into it. Um, My parents were both from Georgia, and so I was raised kind of in that Southern mentality. And that was just something that was always really close to my heart. Like I had this connection to it where I felt like that was like It's like you're calling you. Yeah, and so I was like, if I could have a job in that, like that would be tight. (laughs) So I was like, I'm gonna gonna do that. So I just moved out here after college. So just Um, off
0: of a love in your heart for
1: it. Yeah, and I- I, I, uh, But with no idea what you were gonna do? No, didn't know one person, didn't have any leads or anything. What'd I you knew, do when you got here? I knew a friend of a friend of a friend who put me in touch with somebody who was gonna get me a job. And I was like, oh, totally, that's cool. gonna work out
0: great. You just believed it would work. Yeah, I was
1: like, okay. So I, I drove out here and I- I um, that you just went for it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just that's my life. I'm just like, okay, this sounds good. <laughs> um, so I, I actually, I came out here and stayed in a hotel. I booked like one night the extended stay in brentwood because for sure i was going to meet this person and they were going to give me a job but <laughs> it didn't happen yeah so i kept booking like night after night after night and um this lady that i was supposed to meet kept putting me off and i was like okay so after seven days i was like this is stupid what am i doing i need to leave so i like packed up my stuff and i was like i'm leaving in the morning i got a call that night that said hey can you come to this event tomorrow night and meet me and we'll chat real quick so this girl who was gonna give you the job finally called yeah and so i was like okay yeah i'll stick around whatever and at this point i'm like well i'm not counting on anything but so she gives me the address and she's like where's something nice and i was like okay and so i get there and it's um like the people magazine launch party for miranda lambert at the hutton hotel it's like some big swanky event and i was like what like okay um so i i i went and talked to her for like you know, fifteen minutes, and she liked me, I guess. And so then the next day, she calls me, and she's like, "So, you know, I." Uh, she was the CEO of CMA. And how did she, you get linked up with her to begin with? Like some re- super random connection of like a friend of like. Was I don't you in even contact know. with
0: her, and you yeah. just
1: reached out to her. Yeah. And then, i love and that then you she, reached out to her yeah and she ended up being the ceo of the country music association and she was like can you come on board and help me like be my assistant and then also um i just got a divorce so can you help me with my kids and also uh we have a third like level in our house you could live there like everything that i needed was like a job a place to live like all of the stuff are you kidding me no and so that was like my first hold on whoa thing. whoa whoa
0: okay and to me those are the moments those are some of the defining moments in life where it's almost like god the higher force is like i'm gonna give you a break so you know that you're on the right track right. so you know that you're not gonna throw in the town
1: and give up do you feel that way uh i do now but i didn't then what did you feel then i was just like cool that was lucky <laughs> like at that point i i knew when i first that's got super to lucky. nashville that's like I, a dream right yeah, there. yeah it was and i was stoked like i was so pumped i was like this is awesome i mean i to be honest learned way too much, way too fast, about the dirty inside of the industry that most people don't Because you're right there in the thick of it. Oh, yeah. She's
0: she's running a huge... uh, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So you're helping her out. And I was like, okay. Why did you see that It was a fast track of learning. I mean, oh, I don't know. Just like the politics of it, the inside of it. And I also got a really good perspective of like just the layout of it. Like I really quickly understood how the the labels and the publishers and the PROs and like all the aspects of it like function together because CMA is kind of like this thing that's affiliated with all of them and all of her board members were the heads of all of these other entities and so I got to create relationships with each of them when I would start to email them or whatever for her on her behalf and um i mean in some of those relationships like honestly um like they helped me. I got interviews. I got mentored by some of these people, and I still like connect with some of them. Um, and I, I so I do feel like very blessed and lucky to have had that opportunity. How um, long did you live there? Live with, with her. her. Um, uh, I don't even remember at this point. Maybe a year or so That's until amazing. I like got my own apartment and. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was awesome. Um, but yeah, at that point, like I, I felt in my heart that Nashville was where I was supposed to be, but I didn't have like the relationship with God that I do now, that, that like now looking back, I see how much like he worked in that, but then I was just young and, you know, like all about me, you know? <laughs> how did you start developing this
0: relationship with God?
1: Um, I go, I really, I pursued it through- What um, made you wanna pursue it? Um, I went to a, a church called The Belonging Here and it's like fantastic it's very much like spirit led it's nothing like any church i've ever been to the but pastors some churches are super are scary. cool they make you feel like oh, you're yeah. gonna rot
0: in hell if you do anything wrong and i feel like that's kind of no, what turns it's people not out in like, religion sometimes yeah
1: it's definitely not like that at all <laughs> like i mean our pastors up there in like a flat bill hat like preaching like they're so cool they're so normal it's like sitting in your living room with anybody like that you know and then like holy spirit and i mean it is like it is kind of intense, and at first I remember being super overwhelmed. I was, like, about to have a panic attack at the back door, like, <laughs> I can't handle this. But then once you get into it, it was just Handle like, it because oh. you were feeling things or because yeah. it was just too in- – The presence of God there is, like, super real. It's like – And you
0: actually felt it. You went in kind of not feeling anything other than just, like, yeah, I, I have was, an idea I was so of God. curious about
1: it because I was interested, and I was dating a guy at the time who was um, – who like knew a lot more about that and so I was like okay and so then when I when I went there I like saw this and I saw what people were experiencing and I was just really it wasn't just like a a crock of yeah yeah it was real yeah but it seemed to me like from the outside now when I bring people there when I bring friends there I'm always like okay like don't be freaked out don't get turned off like it's just so fun and real and cool and it's just like it's like a party honestly but it's really it's really great like it's changed my life How has that changed your
0: life? Because I know, too, when you, earlier in your career, you were on a TV show, Wild Heart. Oh, gosh. we have to? (laughs) No, we don't have to talk about that. (laughs) But you pursued a lot of different things before you found. I've done a lot of things. Tell me some of the things you did before you got to your calling and how God got you to this calling.
1: Um, So, I, I, after CMA, I went through, um, I worked at another, like, startup music video network. Um, that ended badly. Then I, like the owner got indicted for fraud. We all got like really screwed. And, um, then- So what did you
0: learn during that? What do you think the point of that was for you to learn?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I've stopped at this point. I've stopped questioning, like, what was the purpose of that? Because I just trust that God's gonna work everything together for good. And like, sometimes if you- I love that. If you get off the path, like, that's fine. Like, like, how do you I, know when you're on the right path? What do you? What
0: does it feel like when you're on the right path as opposed to when you're on the wrong path? Is there a, is there a different feeling? Can you tell now, or is it easier for you to identify now, like when you're like, okay,
1: I'm on the right road as opposed to the yeah, wrong road? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it's so much paths because I don't I don't think life like time is linear and but I don't think that like you necessarily have this trajectory, this course that you're like predestined and you need to follow it. I think that like Life is just a series of going, like just doing things, and like inevitably you'll end up where you're supposed to end up. And like, if you, if you, I don't know, I just, God redeems things, He redeems everything. So if you mess up, like, He'll redeem it and work it totally. together and get you back where you need to be. So I think it's more about just like. I love that you're just trusting. I love that you're yeah. like not trying
0: to analyze it. I have a bad habit of trying to figure out the meaning for everything. I'm like, hmm. why did I. Go through that. Yeah. There has to be some greater yeah, 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 meaning. Yeah.
1: yeah. When well, I'm sure there is, but also you're right. It just gets yeah. you to the next. Because you do. I mean, you learn things. You learn about yourself. You learn about experiences. Like just in like, or in love, in relationships, you know. It's like, oh, why did I like go through that chapter with this person? Because now so... you get
0: past it. And you're like, I should have never been with that yeah, person. Yeah,
1: but like I said this the other day that like the heart that you have now is is the culmination and the combination of every experience your heart has ever Gone through good, bad, and ugly, so great. Yeah, so you you just like aren't who you are without going through all those things.
0: I, I totally know. agree. I and I feel like it's so weird to say because I think I would never want anyone to suffer, including myself or anyone. But those moments of suffering have been the greatest defining moments of my mm-hmm. personal life, and a lot of people I interview feel that same way. That going, surviving a moment that was so painful actually gives you an insight and awareness you could never have gotten otherwise. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, Yeah.
0: So tell me how you, your road led you or your, your journey led you to one day being like, okay, you did all these jobs. You obviously have a face to be on camera. You could be on camera if you wanted to be in a million different ways. But you decided, okay, I'm focusing on health. And this is what I want to do with my life and then okay let me create this amazing company. How did that moment happen?
1: Um, it, there was no moment and that I think is like what is different I hear a lot of people that have had this dream or like they've known all along that they want to be an artist or they want to go on tour or they want to do whatever they want to do and they've always known it or like they've had this epiphany where they're like this is what I'm supposed to do And for me there was no moment like, there wasn't no I and to be honest, I don't know that there still is. I don't. I don't want to run a company, dude. It's hard. But you're doing I, it. Yeah. But I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to run my own company. No. Like, I don't know. I mean, it just happened. Yeah. Like, I. I it just sort of fell into my lap. Like, I. I've always uh, loved health and nutrition. Like, I think that that's super important. I think that we should take care of the bodies we're given and respect that. But um, totally. And I believe there's like a place for that, but for me where this came from was I just started kind of doing it on the side and then it it grew organically by word of mouth and I mean to this day I've I've never even really marketed it um so by doing it on the side were you
0: just catering for people or what did you start (laughs) doing on the side yeah
1: so I started just working with this one family that they asked me to come over and like organize their pantry and help coach them on like they wanted to adopt a paleo lifestyle and get their kids eating healthier food so they're like can you just like help us shop for these things and help us like figure out what we need to keep in the house, how to work this into our life. And I was like, sure, that sounds fun. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so I did that. And she's like, well, you know what? We really wanted someone to cook for us. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I don't know how to cook. Like I cook for myself, but I've never done that before. And she was like, well, let's just try it. And I said, okay. So uh, we tried it, and she loved it, and I loved it, and I had a blast doing it. She would send me recipes that she found on Pinterest or something, and I would go to the store and get all the groceries and stuff, and then I'd go to the house and cook everything and, like, leave it for them and uh, label it, you know, and they'd come home from work, both the, the and husband healthy, and wife. homemade meals yeah. ready. Yeah, and they all just worked super long hours, so they were relying on takeout a lot. They were, you know, just throwing things together, and uh, so this allowed stressful... them to have, like, a home-cooked meal. Yeah. Um, so when, so I started to just mention that that was something I was doing as a hobby and, um, I had a friend say, Oh, I know someone else who would love that. Would you want to do it for someone else too? And I was like, sure, I guess. So I, I did. And then she told people and it just kind of grew to the point that I, uh, had to quit anything else I had going on, like working at restaurant jobs or whatever else I was doing on the side while I was Waiting for something to happen in my life. Um, and then it got to the point where I was full and I had to like hire someone else to help me. And, wow. And, and, so and, so and so on and so forth. Because this many people need this. And truly,
0: I'm someone who needs this. It's like yeah. to have great food that tastes good, that's at your house, so you make good decisions. And mm-hmm. that is an amazing. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's gift. so many reasons that it's helpful to people. Like we work a lot with people that have. Um, Autoimmune diseases, or RA, or thyroid disorders, or um, diabetes, or just things like health problems or health concerns that are really benefited by the food they eat. And I've had clients that have never tried to adjust their diet and have found like that it's helped immensely when they eliminate foods that are inflammatory or foods that are um, exacerbating their condition in ways that they didn't even connect that to. Like really, what you put in your body is everything. Like it manifests itself in like every single way of your mind, your body, like everything. And so- How did you get passionate about this and learning about this? It's just something that I've studied for a long time and I've been interested in it for probably 10 years or so. And I'm like kind of a nerd, like I'm super (laughs) nerdy at heart. Like I nerd out on like the science of it. And like, I love um, like food as therapy, food as medicine, like things like that. Um, So I read like scholarly articles and stuff like, super dork. (laughs) I love that. Um, So I love to just research it. I love to like read new articles and new studies and stuff on things they're finding. Um, So your business has started growing. Yeah. So and
0: then all of a sudden you're getting celebrities because I know you do like Kelsey Ballerini Mm -hmm. and you do. I don't know if you can tell everyone you do, but I, I, you do all these incredible people and you like provide them road
1: meals. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, and that for me came, um, honestly, Kelsey, Kelsey won't mind that I talk about her but (laughs) some of them do some of them don't want to disclose it and some of them don't care but um, Kelsey she used to live in my building and so we kind of got to know each other and she this was when she was just getting her start she was just doing her big like first album push and I kind of saw the way that she was just really I mean just a lot it's really taxing and like she is the most hardworking, like precious like I just adore her everything about her And, um, but it was like she was constantly on the road and she was never getting a chance to like reset and she was writing and she was, I mean, she was a hard worker. And so she would go out on the road all the time and then she'd come home for like two days and then she'd be back out. And it was like during those two days, you know, she lives in this apartment by herself and she has an empty fridge. And like the last thing you want to do when you get home off the road is go to the grocery store or worry about what am I I going to make or like go eat takeout again, because that's what you've been eating on the road. And so... For, for me, it was like where my heart was in that was giving them a, a chance, to give like, these artists a chance to like reset and have that sense of home when they come home. Love that. And just like be able to feel nourished by something because there is an element of home cooking that yes. really is like, it's not a tangible comforting. thing, but there is a comfort in that that I think is really nourishing to your spirit when you're doing something that can be so depleting, like constantly being on the road or constantly eating Waffle House or constantly just, like, burning out on yes. life. Um, so and do you so, do all sorts
0: of plans for people? Uh, do you, What are the different types yeah, so of options w- you could supply people with food
1: we are super custom so we're not like most meal prep companies where they have like oh here's your paleo plan or here's this so we kind of sit down i I sit down with everybody um in the beginning when you we do a new client consult and go over all of their nutritional goals like what kind of issues they're having things they want to work on things they want to improve if they want to lose weight if they want to you know have more energy or whatever their goal is um and then we work with them to figure out like what types of foods would best benefit their body and their health. Cause I think everybody is different. I don't, yeah. I will never say like paleo is best. Vegan is best. Whatever is best. Like I've been all of them. I've tried all of them. (laughs) And I don't think that there is any one thing that works specifically for everybody. So Um, it's
0: different. So you customize it per person.
1: Yeah. And it might not, it might be hybrid. It might be like half vegetarian, half paleo, like, or, you know, certain things that apply to one uh, diet type and certain things that, that, that conflict with that. But mm-hmm. this person does better on those specific things. I love that. So you like break it down and you yeah. get to know what the person's goals are, mm-hmm. what everything going on with their body is. I bet your results are crazy. Yeah. We've had some really great, great results. And, um, that makes me super happy. Like when I hear a client come and say, like, I can get through my shows like so much better now. Or like I, my, I had to, I only had to use one shot of insulin when I used to use 14 or like oh my gosh. things like that, or things like I've lost 30 pounds since I started with you that I couldn't get off for 10 years or just things like that. That's that just really when huge. When I see, and it's not about like weight loss or it's not about numbers or or insulin or anything like that, but it's good. about like when I see their confidence, like, and I see or like I have an artist that was like, I haven't had a stomach ache in like, three weeks and I used to get them every day. And we started, had started her three weeks ago. And, um, and she was just like, I can't believe how much better I feel. And like, she's like, my skin is cleared up. You're like changing lives, All April? these things, yeah, and I just, but I saw the way she was like beaming about it. And she was like going out there feeling so confident and just, that's like what makes my heart happy. Or like, you know. So what do you,
0: when you send an artist with food on the road, what does that look like? Is it like a casserole? Is it like
1: individual meals? per meal, per day? It totally depends. Usually when we do road food, so we'll do road food or home food. Some artists like food for when they come home and they get off the bus. Mm -hmm. Some artists want food to take with them because their trainer's out with them and they need 40 hard-boiled eggs and all this stuff. So it's really, it just depends. Like some of them want very specific things and some of them are just like, I just need a good, healthy, nourishing meal that I know is there. So I'm not eating like a handful of almonds or you know, bus food late Pizza. at night or, yeah, yeah. 2 a.m. when your only option is that. So, yes. um, so it just totally depends on what people want. And a lot of times for the bus, we do like individual, individually package them so that they're easy to just grab and go and Perfect. they fit better in the little bus fridges. Um, and then for home food, uh, it also, we usually, those are usually bigger, like more not individually portioned out kind of thing. But if a client needs something individually portioned out, we'll individually portion it out. It's just um, we kind of—it's more like I guess you have your own personal chef. Yes. So it's not so much like we're a company that that I guess we foster relationships between chefs and clients. So you get your own personal chef assigned to you, and everybody on our staff has like their set clientele. You have six chefs, including you. uh, no, I don't cook. You don't cook. You're right. <laughs> you're like, I got to run this business. No, I used to cook all the time. I used to cook like, oh man, there was a time I was just cooking like hours and hours and hours a day. Um, and it was crazy, but yeah, I don't cook anymore. It got to be too much with just the business. And also I'm not very good at it. So. Oh, I'm sure you're great at it. too. <laughs> so there, my girls are much better than I am at cooking. So you have six so chefs. You have six chefs. And so yeah. when you get a new
0: client, you assign them to their own chef.
1: Yeah, so the client gets their own chef, and they're, that's basically, like, just their food person. And whether they want, like, breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, just dinners, just breakfast, just grab-and-go things. If they want, they have company coming in, and they need extra food this week. Or this. they're going out of town, and this they only need dream. one or two things. Like, they, you need to pick up LaCroix at the grocery store, like, whatever, so that Ow. you don't have to worry about going to the store. What are you going to have for dinner? Like. That is such a relief
0: to take off of people who are not good at cooking or who have yeah. kind of busy, stressful yeah. lives.
1: Or wow! you buy all these groceries and then they go to waste because then you're like, oh, I have to cook them. I don't want to. And then you know, Or like, oh, I'm starving and I got off work late and I'm just going to stop and get something because I don't have time. Mm-hmm. But if you have like that healthy meal sitting in your fridge you ready to that. go and you just go home and warm it up, it's like, it's done. It's way easier to stay on track. It's way easier to yes. like. Yes, and the food tastes good. Yeah, hopefully.
0: <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'm sure it does. The pictures are amazing, vibe chefs. vibechefs.com. Tell me, what is it like starting a business? Um, and how much do you have to give of yourself to get this thing off the ground? Because everyone's like, oh, we were kind of talking earlier. It's easy for someone to maybe look at someone like you and you're beautiful. You have this great business happening. It feels like your life is a dream, but really there is a lot that you had to do to make this become a reality.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I don't even want to take credit for it (laughs) because I feel like, I feel like this was such a God thing. Like God really just like, put this on my lap and i was like okay i'll but do that." but you this.
0: responded to it you took yeah. you took the gift yeah. and you
1: used I ran did. with it and it just kind of happened one day at a time but the reason i say that it was really a god thing is because it's never been like premeditated i didn't have this like trajectory in my mind of like all right i'm going to go from a to b and then like this is how we're going to build the business i didn't have some plan like i feel like there has been a lot of favor on this from day 1 and that I just kind of have been rolling with it. And, like, I didn't know how to do anything. I mean, I have had to, like, like, I didn't even know how to cook, dude. I was just like, <laughs> okay, let me figure that out. There, people be like, oh, can you do this? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, uh, let me go figure let out let how to do that out real quick. Like, I don't, I just, people are like, did you go to culinary school? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no. I went to the school of fake it till you make it. And, like, <laughs> that's what I've been doing. And you're passionate about it. Yeah, I love it. Like, I love, love, love that I get to help people and, nourish people. Like I'm a giver. Like that's one of my love languages is like gifts and acts of service. Like I love that. So the fact that I get to do that as my job every day is like really fulfilling for me, which is a really great gift. And I think that um, it, it just, it wasn't mine. It wasn't my plan. It wasn't my um, dream, but I do believe there's like a higher purpose on it. And I think that it, whatever you do, when you do something that glorifies God, like you have favor on that. I agree. And so I just feel like I've been really blessed to, to have that and that it's been something that has given me the opportunity to take care of myself and take care of others and just help people have a little bit more joy and a little bit more love and a little bit more food.
0: <laughs> I love that. Was there ever a part in the process, I know you said you didn't premeditate or plan it, where you're like, this is too hard, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like god thank you for this opportunity but like this is exhausting i can't yeah. handle this i mean
1: there were definitely a lot of times i mean after the first year or so i like crashed i hit a wall where i i mean i had trouble even getting out of bed I you just gave so all of your energy beyond exhausted and depleted like mentally physically and what's interesting i think is when you start to run a business like it's your baby, you know, like I was, I did love it and I was passionate about it. And so a lot of times it doesn't feel like work, um, so which you can is get, great. So you can
0: work all the time.
1: Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. That's what I do. Are you like I around mean, the it's clock? It's 24 seven. Yeah. But it's also like, um, it's really hard to, it just, it happens so little by little, that all of a sudden you look back and like, you know, your stress levels or your mental capacity that's being used, like all these things inch up so subtly. And then all of a sudden you're like operating at this, in, at this level where it's not sustainable and it's really depleting your energy levels and your your mental energy, just everything. And it almost happens so quickly that you don't recognize it. And I think that's what happened with me. And I hit this place where I didn't even realize why? And I remember talking to like uh, my doctor, and she was like, "Do you even realize how much stress you're under?" And I was like, "I'm not stressed. <laughs> I love this. I'm like, I'm not stress at <laughs> I'm not stress all. Stress at all. You no, your I mind's mean, racing like a million miles a yeah, minute. And that's Is it how just because you have so much
0: in your head all the time, and you're mm-hmm. juggling so many plates? Is that? Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: because you're juggling so much. Yeah. I, and and you but know you what? loved like, it, so you're not feeling stressed. Right. And I think. Um, you know, bringing on like a staff was great, but there is a lot of that time is that transition where you are filling both roles because it's too soon to step back from your own tasks and too early to delegate those tasks to everybody else. So there's like so a training really period. You really have to like do both. Yeah. Um, and How long so, did you do
0: both? How long I does mean, that period last?
1: I think it's different for, for everything. For me, it was, I mean, there, it was several months of, of doing that consistently to build up and even now i mean it still happens but it's better overall now because i have that but with every new person you bring on like that's more responsibility and more concern that i have because i want to make sure that they have what they need and they're getting the hours they need and it's more liability and it's more Mm -hmm. you know there's you there's more help for sure, but there's more like risk responsibility. As well. Yeah, so it's it's more on my plate, but it's less on my plate. You know.
0: So what did you do, and how did you know you hit the crash? What did the crash feel like? Was there a moment where you're like, okay, I'm crashing, I need to readjust? And how did you readjust? What did you do to take care of yourself?
1: Um, I had to learn to say no. That's hard, isn't it? Yeah, and I had to learn. Um, I had to learn to to not stress so much. Like it, it's really, it sounds weird, and it's definitely easier said than done. But people would say that to me all the time, like, well, just don't stress. So just don't stress. And I was like, but you don't understand. I was like, yeah, I can't. Like, what are you talking about? But you really have to just like, like little things that I would feel that like bubbling of like, okay, I'm I'm getting stressed out about this. I'd have to play like worst case scenario game, basically. So like, what what's the worst case scenario? Like. I just really effed up that casserole. So what can I do? I'd be like, first of all, I'd be like, Holy Spirit, can you fix that casserole? <laughs> and no, I'm not kidding. Like nine times out of 10, I get a text and, and I'm, I get a text from the client and I'd be like, oh gosh, like they're gonna be like, this wasn't good, whatever. And every time I think I ruin something, I like, people are like, this is so good. And I'm like, what? So, I mean, do you, so you
0: call on the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah. How do you call on him into your oh, everyday I'm like, life? Holy
1: Spirit. I just jacked that up. Can you please fix it? <laughs> and I and he does. He'll be like, oh yeah. This Even is, when it's this done, is... done and
0: like you you send it on its way and you're yep. like, I have
1: put stuff in the fridge before and been like, this is terrible. And like sure enough, I'll get a text from the client, like, that was so good. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um but then inevitably, like, I think I nail something. I'm like, that was freaking insanely good. Blah, blah, blah. And the client's like, mm, I don't really like that. Don't make it again. And I'm like, okay. So, I mean, it's just hit or miss, but um, yeah. What was the question?
0: <laughs> so what did you hit that crash? Oh yeah. And you had to say, you had to tell yourself to not stress. Oh, right. So, worst case, so scenario. Kind of worst case
1: scenario, like, okay, worst case scenario, they hate the food and then I lose the client and then like, okay, fine. Like, I mean, or whatever, or worst case. Scenario, You're going to live through like, it. Yeah. It's not like nothing is like really that important. And because I think the way that I really learned to not internalize all that stress was by realizing that this isn't my own. It's God's. Oh, I love that. And he's going to take care of it. And it's not like, I have no sense of like, I feel responsibility for it. And I feel like love for it and ownership in it, but I don't feel possessive over it. Wow. Like clients, chefs, like anything, like the money, like nothing. I don't feel like any of it is mine. And so that helps me really not stress about it. Like, if I have a really bad month and we lose a bunch of clients, like that's okay. It's not mine to lose and it's not mine wow. to win if we do really well. Like that's great and I'm happy, but it's not like, it's just, I don't feel a sense of possession over any of it. Cause I feel like it all belongs to God in the end anyway. And so I just want to be obedient and do what I can do to continue to glorify God through that wow. and help people. But whatever happens in the long run, like I'm okay with that.
0: April now that's like (laughs) taking that's blind faith right there.
1: That's what that
0: is a leap of faith and that is such a deep faith Did you So you developed that deep faith? Have you experienced miracles in your life? Like what made you what makes you have that faith? That's so real Have you seen it? You felt it?
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I just I have a re- a relationship now with God that's just like super peaceful and I feel very different now than I did when I was younger like ever in my life. I just do feel like I just have a general peace about things and that all of this is it's temporal. It's temporal and it's temporary and like it just I don't I don't really have the words to articulate it because I just think that It's more complicated, but also more simple. And I think that's like forever the struggle of people that like get that, that like have that kind of faith and trying to like communicate that in a way that makes sense. Because I don't think it's something that's really very communicable between like human to human because it's more like spirit to spirit. Yes. And you have to like kind of tap into that and feel that. And then like Mm -hmm. you can tell like your spirit will feel it from my spirit and then your spirit will convey it to your mind. And it's a feeling. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I've heard it. I've seen it. Like, I've seen... What's the miracle you've seen? I mean, I've seen things happen, like, within my church and stuff. I've seen people be cured of, like, cancer, of tumors, leukemia, like, chronic illness that has been present for their entire lives, and things have been just, like, cured. Like, so, I mean, healings, like, things like that. Um, but also, I mean, I've I've heard, like, you know... I've heard like God speak to me, Jesus speak to me, Holy Spirit, and they all have like their own like subtle little. What do they differences. say? What do they say? I mean, just is it a feeling or is it words? It's been both. Like I've I've heard words. I've heard, I I've I've heard like um yeah like sometimes it's just a, like feeling. a clear word. Sometimes it's like answers. Oh yeah, like there was what this, word? Okay, so this next you know story. yeah yeah yeah. So <laughs> this this is like one of my favorite stories. So one night I was at church and. My pastor Alex and um, Mia, one of our worship leaders, she like spoke this word over me out of nowhere, just like kind of called me out in front of the entire like thing at the end of service. Congregation? Yeah, like was up on the mic. She was leading worship and she stopped and was like, "April, I have a word for you." And I was like, "She just felt called to tell you." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so she was like, "I was like, okay." So she tells me this thing and she said, "I feel like God wants you to know that." You're in a season where he's building you up and that just like Esther, he's building you up and making you strong so that when and, and making you very brave on the inside so that when you have the chance to speak, you'll be able to. And she and she, that's what she said. And she's like, I don't chills. know what that means. I don't know why. She said, you should probably go home and read the book of Esther. I have no <laughs> idea. That's just what I heard. And I was like, OK. And so. um, So I went home and I read the book of Esther like 10 times. And I was like, oh, she's pretty cool. Like she's my girl now. (laughs) And so I just went with that and I was like, that's cool. Like whatever that means, I guess I'll find out. And so then like a week later or I don't know, a month later or something, um, Alex, our pastor, was talking about... um, how we all have like a heavenly name that's or a spiritual name or something and a true name basically that's not like our earthly name and she's like mine is faith and she was telling this story about it and I was just I was listening to this podcast like in my car and I was like oh and I was like cool I wonder if I have a name and so in my head I'm thinking like you know love or joy or like something <laughs> like that right and all of a sudden so I was like Jesus what's my what's my real name and all of a sudden completely from like over here I heard the word star I just like, got
0: full- body chills. like
1: so strong and clear star. like in your head yeah like and I was like what like star like it was so like stark and clear and like it, it was like you, boom. it was, I was a was voice like, whoa yeah yeah I mean, it, was, it was it wasn't a voice like an audible voice it was like the a knowing. voice that you hear like in your head but I heard the word like star and I was like whoa and I was like that's cool so I went home and I looked it up and I was like that's really pretty. Like I love it. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so then, I um, a couple weeks later, I had gone to f- uh, coffee with a friend from church, and she was just talking to me about that. And I told her, I was, oh, I got to tell you the story about my name. And so I told her the star story, and she's like, oh, star. She's like, just like Esther. And I said, what do you mean? And she's like, the meaning of Esther that is makes, star. That makes me want to cry. Yeah. How cool is Isn't that? that? Cool. She's like, Esther means star. And I was like. Thank you, God. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was just so wow. special. Yeah. So, I mean, and just like, I don't know, things like that. Like,
0: Do you think that you experience these connections with God because you're open to him and you're looking to Him for them? Do you feel like everyone can have these experiences, just not everyone's
1: as open to them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're all created to be beings that, like, worship God. Like, we're all created the same, like. What do you think the point of life is? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um to glorify God like I think we're here to just like glorify God and spread love and like whatever way that that manifests itself in your life is good like and I think there's multiple ways to do that like I think when you talk about how do you know if you're on the right or the wrong path yeah. I don't necessarily think there is one I think you can do like millions and millions of different things that will glorify God and if your heart is in the right place like that's all that matters
0: it's so easy to get hung up on one path though sometimes especially when we get locked into a career We're like this is my identity this yeah, is who yeah, i am yeah. have you really separated from this is who i am like as a career based as like now you're oh, like yeah. i am april esther star <laughs> <laughs> i am my work is my work but that's not my identity
1: um yeah absolutely i and i never felt like it was my identity i still don't i don't feel like i'm like necessarily called to, to do that. And I think, I think a lot of people do. And a lot of people do think that they're like, or, or do, are, they are. It's not like they just think it. I do think a lot of people are called to specific things. Um, for me, it wasn't like this was some like super strong dream of mine. That um, you are available in a vessel, yeah, and open. yeah. And so I'm just trying to be obedient and, and do that, and whatever it turns into, like if it blows up into a huge thing, that's great. And if it ends tomorrow, like th- I'm cool with that too. Um, that's awesome. Again, I just don't really feel like it's mine to like. It's not the purpose of what I'm doing is not for my benefit. It's not for my benefit or my glory. It's for His. So however that plays out, like that's cool with me. I love that, April. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: I just was watching Joel Osteen and Oprah. They were doing a life lesson session. And Joel Osteen was saying, your big dream or your big point should be to benefit others and to yeah. to show yeah. Yeah. God to others. Right. Yeah. And that is what you're doing. Yeah.
1: And that's what I feel like for me. I feel like my purpose on earth, like what am I supposed to do, is to like love people. Like I feel like I, and I don't mean to say this. To sound weird but i feel like i'm really good at loving people I and love like that. i you, love to do it and i feel how do you like to love people I, like i mean i like in every way like i love to tell people i love to show people i love to give gifts i love to like you want to make people I, feel valuable yeah i do i really do i like to i have a heart for people that are like struggling <laughs> in any way like i just want to make people feel Good about themselves. Like, what I do, I guess, is uh, whenever I see somebody, if I ever see somebody and have like a bad thought, or like if I'm annoyed or I like, you know, I'm in my own head about something, or anytime I see anybody, I always try to look at them like through God's eyes. So I'll try to like feel the love that God has for that person when I come into contact with them. And then I feel like it changes my whole perspective on anything. Like, if someone's being mean to me, or someone's rude, or someone cuts you off, or like, whatever.
0: Instead Um, of getting mad back. Yeah,
1: because it's not about you. Yeah, Yeah, it's not about me. And it's honestly, it's probably not even about them. It's like they're still, like, it's because of whatever they're struggling with. It's whatever fear or anger or, like, hurt that they've been through that's causing them to react that way. How did you You gain that wisdom?
0: How did you get that heart
1: for people? That is, like, Holy Spirit deposited. Really? Yeah. Well, and I think I had this revelation one day because I've, like, I was really stressed out and scared about something, or like freaking out, and and I yelled at my dog, and I was like, "Christmas, Christmas is Christmas. your dog, yeah. You can't yell at Christmas." I know. And so April. I was like, "I was
0: like, <laughs> maybe Halloween you can yell at, but not Christmas." <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Um, I yelled at him, and I was like, immediately I was just like. Why did I do that? And I looked at him, and I, and like he didn't do anything wrong, you know. You he, just were venting. And yeah, and I just snapped at him, and I was like, oh, and I was like, I did that because I'm scared about X, Y, Z right now. And you took it out and that Christmas. fear like came out of my mouth, and like I I imparted that onto him. And so i just realized that when anybody. aware right there. Yeah. It was like this moment where I was like, oh, because then I realized every time anybody is like mean to you or rude or negative or they're complaining or they're like whatever, anything that's like ugly or not good, um, it comes from a place of like hurt or fear. So I like immediately try to recognize that and like think like, how can I help soften that for that person instead of reacting like, okay, like or being rude back or, like, anything Ex-ing like that, I'm just, aw, yeah, aw. I'm like, oh, let me just Compassion. buy your groceries, or, like, let me just,
0: like, you do, you return that hostility or that anger yeah. or that fear that someone is having with love, yeah. and that's how you yeah. change the world, yeah. April. Yeah. Wow, you're wise. You are the full package. You Aww, might be, like, so Saint sick. April. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> 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 but thank you. No, and I, like, again, I don't feel like, I don't want to take credit for this, because this is all, like, these are all things that I feel like I've really learned, and, Um, you've wanted
0: to learn these. You've like, you've tried to learn these. I can tell you've intentionally developed into this Mm -hmm. person.
1: Yeah. But I think that my heart for that just comes from pursuing God. Like, I think the more you pursue him, the more you like, just have that love for people because it's, I mean, he taught us to love. It's not even our love. It's like his, you know, and I just want to be a vessel to like, let his love come through me. That's that make freaking
0: amazing. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up. Last okay. question. Yes. Your whole thing's been inspiring, but I like to leave with leave your light. So leave some inspiration. Everything you do is inspirational, but leave some inspiration of how you really would like to inspire people or how you've been inspired.
1: Um. I guess yeah. I I mean inspiration. I don't know. I guess for me that's what it is. It's like taking care of other people and like loving other people. I really believe in what they say that it comes back and it comes back bigger than you put out. So loving other people and taking care of other people, like you're gonna be loved and cared for. And if you pursue that intentionally with your heart, like your heart is gonna be well taken care of. So just rest in knowing that that principle is sound and that you can just like, I don't know, we just cut it off right
0: there. <laughs> no, that's so true. You'll be taken yeah. care of if you give love. It will come yeah. back bigger. Yeah.
1: It sounds super cheesy. No, it, it sounds legit. really legit. Yeah.
0: And I love it, and I feel so inspired. Thanks. April. So happy.
1: Thank you for joining me yeah. today. Thank you so much for having me. So April Nem- Nemeth.
0: Yeah. I was correct. trying to call you Nemeth. April Nemeth. Vibe chefs. Also, just the most incredible, inspiring person ever. Thank you so very, much very for joining me welcome. today. Of course. <laughs> How incredible was April's interview? I love that she trusts her instincts and that she trusts God and that she follows her calling. And how awesome to see her business thriving like it is. It's absolutely amazing. You guys, next week, Michael Chandler is in the house. He is a two-time MMA lightweight world champion. That's right. World champion! So get excited. He's going to talk all about the power of positivity, the power of believing that you're destined for greatness. He is so inspiring. He's up there with Tony Robbins and Joel Osteen. Michael Chandler is joining me next week. You will not want to miss this episode. I promise. You will not want to miss it. Okay, see y'all soon. Bye.